Well, welcome everybody to Joy. You're happy to be here? We're glad you're here. Um, one of the reasons, obviously, we titled this series this is that Pastor Brian, our senior pastor, he is on a two-month sabbatical. He's right in the middle of the first month, and uh, something interesting is happening today. Today happens to be his 60th birthday. Yeah. Now, here's the thing. Wait, 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 wait. He may be watching, so I'm going to say happy birthday. You guys give him a joy shout. Happy birthday, Pastor Brian. Give him a shout, church. Let him know you're here. Hallelujah. We love you, Pastor Brian. And uh, he'll be back before you know it. Blink the eyes, and he'll be back. And uh, we're having some fun with this series. Pastor uh, Tim kicked off the series, The Boss is Away. And, uh, or excuse me, Pastor Tommy kicked it off. And he talked about, in his first week, having a relationship with God. And what he talked about was really... Um, the idea that, you know, we're following others on this earth, and uh, in, in the story that he shared, Moses was leading the people, but as soon as Moses was gone or disconnected from the people, they lost their passion for God, or at least it got misguided and twisted. And the key is having a relationship with God. So no matter who you're following, listen, we all follow Jesus if we're Christians, okay? And we need to keep that relationship alive. And he ended that day with saying, what's one thing you can do to make your relationship with God stronger? What's the one thing you can do? And then um, in week two, Pastor Tim talked about perseverance and not giving up. And actually, he used Joshua and Caleb. And he spoke of really just getting to a place in our lives where we're not just believing, but we're saying and doing the things that God wants us to say and do. Saying and doing what he says. And... Uh, just a beautiful picture of, of pressing into the things of God. And then last week, if you missed it, I encourage everybody, if you, you know, everybody in this room is, but if you're a working age adult, you can benefit from last week's message. It was on work. And uh, I really don't know, and I said this, and I'm, I'm being real. I mean, the weird part for me is, um, you know, I've been on staff here almost 18 years, or actually over 18 years in some capacity or another, which is weird because I'm only 27. So... <laughs> Uh, I know, right? No, I don't think so. But uh, I've been on staff here for over 18 years. But before that, like Tommy did, I, I worked a lot of jobs. I did a lot of things. And um, in, in the work world, uh, you know, it's just we're going to have to get an understanding of what it is to be a Christian and yet still every day work. Okay, even ministry, people think, well, what do you do all, what do you do all week at church? You know, my son and I and my daughters, we kind of joke, it's mostly because of stories I've told where people don't know that even ministry is spelt work. I've worked a lot of jobs. This is work, you know, but I joke with them. What do you do all week? Well, if you pull up, you know, we just count the money all week. It takes us about seven days. <laughs> it's not true, folks. The other, he, actually, he added, one of my sons added the other day, and you read your Bible sometimes. Yeah, that's what I do at work. Anyway. Um, that was one of the most practical messages on work I've ever heard. I mean that with all my heart. So absolutely, praise God. Give God a hand. Give Pastor Tommy a hand. And if you didn't hear it, I encourage you to go listen to it. I have already encouraged many to go listen to it. And uh, just very practical. You take hold of the things in there, I'm telling you. Uh, your day will change. And so uh, today I get to do Who's the Boss. We get to close it out. And uh, as we begin today... I kind of I kind of want to start with who, with the premise of who is the boss? Who's the boss? And uh, 
you know, as I get into the word, and my prayer today is that as you leave, and, you know, every, every time I preach or every time I get to preach, just like Tommy said, we get to go to work. I get to give God's word. I get to tell about Jesus. It's really simple. I just want you to see him more clearly. I want you to see Jesus Christ more clearly. I want you to know him. Our desire on Sunday mornings is that you know God. Now, that's not the only place it happens, but this is a catalyst for you, maybe for the first time, maybe some of you reaffirming, and some of you just getting stronger in knowing Jesus Christ. And so that's my heart. And that's my prayer. But I start with the question of who's the boss? Um, if, if you've made a decision to believe that Jesus is who he said he was and he did what he said he did, if you've chosen to believe that, then for this, this series, this message, for me today, Jesus Christ is the boss. Okay, let's just settle that. Jesus is the boss if... You've made those decisions. Now, many of you in this room have made that decision. I believe what he said. He, he, he said, I believe he came. I believe he died. I believe he shed his blood for my sins. I believe he rose again. I believe he's seated at the right hand of the Father. I believe. Well, then guess what? Jesus is your boss. He's your boss. You know? Uh, and, and I want you to kind of look at it that way. Um, as I begin looking into God's word and thinking about it, because I'm going to jump to the disciples here in a little while, Um, Jesus gave us very clear instructions about the things we were supposed to do and say while we're here on this thing called planet Earth. Now, we won't always be here, okay? One day we'll be in heaven, and then, you know, we'll be here for a while, and Jesus will be with us. But the reality is, he gave us very clear instructions as believers, okay? Some of you aren't believers. We're going to talk about that later. Some of you are following But he gave us very clear instructions as believers as what we're supposed to say and what we're supposed to do. Um, The interesting part is you have to get past this hurdle when it comes to his instructions of he's the boss. You know, we just sang a song, he's the king of my heart. Well, either he is the king of your heart or he's not the king of your heart. You can say you're a Christian, but he's not really your boss or at least you're not acting like it. You can say you're a believer, but he's not really the king of your heart. That's possible. Do you understand that? Like, he's the king of my heart. Well, for me, I want to tell you just a little story. I, I, was, I was born again, spirit-filled at a young age. I, I actually, and it wasn't really complicated, see, because uh, it isn't complicated, see. I heard Jesus Christ did something for me that only he could do that I couldn't do, and I needed that to receive life. And then all I had to do was put my faith in that and believe what he said and act on it. And if I did, then something miraculous would happen on the inside of me. All things would be made new. Now, this sounds funny, but at seven years old, I understood that. Takes a good long years to mess that up, right? Takes a good lot of things to mess that up. But at seven years old, I responded to that. I believe with all my heart. I became a new person on the inside, and I was filled with the Spirit of God, and it began to overflow in my life, and I lived that way, and I heard the Word, and I knew the Word. I was taught the Word of God, just like this church teaches children the Word of God. We don't do daycare. We teach children the Word of God, and if your children are here today, I guarantee you one thing. They're hearing the Word just like you're hearing the Word, and the Spirit of God watches over His Word, and He performs it in our lives. But I was taught those things, and I grew up. But all of a sudden, at some point, and I can't really pinpoint where, I decided I'm the boss. I'm the boss. 
I was the boss of my life. I wanted to be the boss of my life. I knew what Jesus did. I believed everything he said, or at least I, to the degree that I could, I believed. And, and I walked in that, and I was taught that. And I, and, I, and I just, all of a sudden, if I look back now, and you know it's easier to see some things after the fact. Well, when I was going through it, I'm not sure I ever woke up one day and said, I'm the boss. And I don't think that happened. But I think in here, little by little, gradually, I decided, no, 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 no. That's all good, and that's all dandy. Actually, there was other things that happened. The enemy comes in, and when God's word comes into your heart, the enemy comes, the Bible says. And he tries to snatch it, or he tries to cover it up, or he tries to kill it. And the enemy came into my life, and you know what the lie he told me at a young age was? Man, being a Christian, that's boring. If, if you're a Christian and you think it's boring, you ain't doing it right. Let me say that again. If you're a Christian and you think it's boring, you ain't doing it right. And that's the lie the enemy told me, but I sucked into that lie and I began to be my own boss. And how many of you know, because maybe you're there today, when you are your own boss, eventually something isn't right. Because that's not how we were made to be. We were made to be in relationship with God. That's how we were created and that's what Jesus came to fix. But in 1995, I remember I was sitting years later. I don't know how old I was in 95. That would have put me about nine years old. No, you guys are still, never mind. Anyway, in 1995, I'm sitting in a business lecture. And it had nothing to do with Christianity, nothing to do with, but God was calling me. And he was, he was reminding me of his love. That's all he was really doing. He wasn't condemning me. I was living in sin at that point. He wasn't condemning me at all. He was just loving on me and loving on me. And it was just like wouldn't go away. And I was like, what is this? And I'm living, I'm doing good at my job. I'm working, I'm getting certifications. I'm doing all the things you're supposed to do. And I'm sitting in this seminar, and the guy has the audacity to be talking about ducks and eagles. And he says, if, if, somewhere in this little thing, it said, if you weren't... If you're not doing what you were made to do, you're never going to be happy. And all of a sudden, it was like the Spirit of God was like, whoom. And I'm sitting in this business seminar, and the Spirit of God is all over me. And I'm realizing, wait a minute, I got to get back to following the boss. I got to get back to doing the right thing with regard to what it is he's wanting for my life because I was the boss for too long. Now, that didn't happen overnight. I'm going to tell you, it was about almost a year, I think, from the time I sat in that seminar until I made the decision to get plugged back in with the local church because, folks, I'm telling you, I am, I'm, you know what, you're a pastor, John. You say that. No, I would tell you this if I wasn't a pastor. It is your time when you are a Christian to find your place because there is a place, and it is the local church church and you will get planted and when you get planted and you serve and you be God will give growth to your life period so I decided about a year later it's time for me to make him the boss again and he became the king of my heart once again and I began to serve him now that was a long way from me ever thinking I'd be a pastor at Joy Christian Center I didn't see any of that matter of fact I'll be honest with you I, I, I took on, my parents had given me a, a tape series. I went and pulled it out, and for six months, I listened to this tape series. You know what that tape series was about? Pastor Tommy touched on it last week. It was about being a servant of the Lord. I, I six months just fed on being a servant of the Lord. And I came into here and I said, you need toilets cleaned? I'll clean toilets. You need a bus driver? I'll be a bus driver. You know? Now, I had to be able to find my gift. I had to be able to find my path. And I had a calling on my life. Not all of you have a calling to the ministry in that sense, but you still have a calling on your life. It's just different from my calling. And I had to get back to where Jesus was leading me. Um, 
I, I had to internally truly make him the boss. That's the point there. I had to, just like one day you will, if you haven't, have to make him the boss. Eternity depends on it. Um, I like to look at the Bible, and I like to have fun. So I, I don't know how you read the Bible, but I read the Bible, and I have fun with it because I look at God. I think God laughs way more than we think he does. I think Jesus is a happy person, not a sad person. I got one little tiny amen. Thank you, sister. I do. I just do. I believe Jesus is happier than we think he is. I believe he's joyful. He's full of joy. That's what he wants his church to be. So I read the Bible. Now, I'm going to look at the disciples a little bit, and I'm going to have some fun. I was thinking, I, I, like, let's, let's just take one disciple. This is a bad rap. I heard somebody teaching this the other day. I thought, this is a bad rap. He got one, one word associated with his life. Thomas. What's the word you associate with Thomas? Oh, my gosh. So here's a guy who followed Jesus Christ his whole, you know, the last part of his life. He was a faithful disciple. He's in heaven. We're going to see him one day. Woo, Thomas. And we're going to go, oh, you're doubting Thomas. <laughs> he got one word hung on his entire life. What's the one word that's going to hang on your entire life? My goodness. I'm pretty sure he was a little bit more than doubting. That's, that's kind of weird, isn't it? Doubting Thomas. Thanks, guys. Although, I was reading a story the other day. Jesus went to a dead man's tomb. He'd been dead four days. I can't go into the story. It's a great story. I preach it. I teach it. But he went to this dead man's tomb, and after four days, he said, wake up! And Lazarus woke up. Well, when they were on their way there, they knew he was dead already. And Jesus is like, we got to go there. We got to go there. We got to go there. And they're like, if we go there, they're going to kill us. They already hate you. This is before he raised him up from the dead. And then... Jesus is like, well, I'm going. Well, then some of the disciples are like, well, we might as well go. You know what Thomas said? Well, we might as well go and die with them. So maybe that word hung on for a reason. That song we just sang sings about the echo of your days. Folks, what's the echo of your days going to be? Who's your boss and what's the echo of your days going to be? Because Jesus was more than once very clear about what he was going to be doing and what he was going to be going through to the disciples. Jesus was so crystal clear, and this is the part of the Bible I read, and I go, my goodness, didn't they hear him? Didn't they understand? He, it's like, we were talking about this, but I think it was Pastor Tommy. I, I said, I don't understand how Jesus could look at the disciples and say, hey, here's what's going to happen. Bah, 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 bah. And they wouldn't even understand. And I said that, and Tommy goes, I think it was Tommy or Steph, who goes, maybe it's because he was always speaking in parables. And they were like, maybe the disciples were like, is that a parable? No, here's, he told us what he's going to do. I'm going to give you a fun example of this first. How many of you like this word if you're a follower of Christ? Jesus said in Matthew 16, 19, I will give you the keys of heaven's kingdom to forbid on earth which is forbidden in heaven and to release on earth which is released in heaven. How many followers of Jesus get excited when you hear that Jesus did that for you? Ooh, six of you. Whoa! Before we leave, eight of you will be excited about the fact. Listen, this is Jesus Christ himself. And he says to his disciples, I will give to you the keys of the kingdom. Whatever you bind on earth, whatever is bound in heaven, you can bind on earth. Whatever is loosed in heaven, you can loose on earth. How many of you love that? I do. I do. Now, i got to ask myself every day, am I believing that? Am I truly following that? Is he really my boss? Did he really say that? Those are things we all get to internally go through. I don't care if you've been a Christian for one minute or 15 years. 
I'll, it's, it, it, there's a saying, a little bit of up there, down here. Folks, we're meant to bring a little bit of up there, down here. Wherever your down here is. And your down here is in central Minnesota for most of you. So let's bring, be about the business. Now, I like that scripture. Here's a, here's a, I like that scripture. We call it a scripture. Those were the words of Jesus. I like those words of my, my boss. Here's another one, Matthew 17, 22 and 23. Here's the one I'm talking about. When they all gathered together in Galilee, Jesus said to them, the son of man, listen to what he's looking right at him. Now put yourself there because you're a disciple of Christ. Jesus is looking right at you and he says this to you. Behold, the son of man is gonna be betrayed and he's gonna be turned over to his enemies. They will kill him and in three days he will be resurrected. When the disciples heard this, they were devastated. <laughs> wow. What? What? Now, is there anything unclear about what he said? I'm asking you. Is there anything unclear about what he said? Absolutely not. Now, they were devastated. What I, what I also look at, though, is, and we're going to take a glimpse into it, is after this happened. Remember, he was only with them three and a half years. So somewhere in three and a half years more than one time, he said things like this. I'm going to have to die. I'm going to be turned over to them. They're going to kill me. Three days later, I'm coming back from the dead. So in three and a half years, he said that multiple times. And even after it happened, they didn't know what was going on. It's so clear. What were they doing is my question. Well, you know what, folks? we got to bring that home. Because I'll be honest with you, when we talk about Thomas and we talk about Peter, we might as well be talking about John and Jim and Sue and Lynette. We might as well be bringing it home. Because to be honest with you, we, ain't, we are the disciples of Christ. So what they went through, we go through. Who's the boss? Well, the boss was very clear and yet didn't make sense. But here's the thing. Our reasons for not following Christ or being obedient to his ask in our lives is no different from that of the disciples in the Bible. No different. Absolutely no different. Here's one. Mark 16, 10 and 11. After rising from the dead. So now those things happened. Jesus, we know the story. If you don't know the story, go read it. Read it in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Read all four versions. It's four stories told by four men by the inspiration of the Holy Ghost of one thing that happened. Go read all four. It's really cool. Because everybody gives you a little bit different look at it. But after all those things happened, he died, he was put in the tomb, he rose again. It says, after rising from the dead, Jesus appeared early on Sunday morning to Mary Magdalene, whom he had delivered from seven demons. She went to his former companions, now weeping and carrying on. Listen, his the disciples were now weeping and carrying on because Jesus was gone. When they heard the report that she had seen him alive and well, well listen, say this with me, ready? They didn't believe A woman who had demons cast out of her, who they know, she's a follower, she's, she's, Jesus is her Lord, comes to them and says, I just hung out with them. And it says, they didn't believe her. Okay. They didn't believe her. Interesting. Mark 16, 14. Still later, as the 11 were eating supper, he appeared, took, he appeared and took them to task most severely for their stubborn unbelief, refusing to believe those who he had seen raised him up. Jesus admonished them for not believing the people who told them. They came, she came and said, he's alive. 
And Jesus was upset. He said, how come you didn't believe her when she told you I was alive? It says they had stubborn. Listen to me. I want to key on that word for a minute. Stubborn. Anybody in the house stubborn? I got more amens there than ever. <laughs> How odd is that? Just kidding. That's oh me. Oh me. Stubborn one. Huh. Another one that kind of always makes me chuckle, John 20 and 9. It says, now all these things that happened, and now he's starting to appear to them after he had been risen from the dead. And it says in, in um, John 20 and 9, out of the Passion, it says, For until then, they hadn't understood the scriptures that prophesied that Jesus was destined to rise from the dead. Stay with me. Stay with me. He told them point blank what was going to happen. And it says they didn't understand. Now he's alive and appearing to some of them, and they still don't understand. At some point, you think the light bulb's just going to come on, ain't it? Like, one of the disciples is going to go, hey, remember when he told us? I'm just saying. Ah, but let's not be so hard on them guys and gals. Matter of fact, let's not be hard on them at all. Let's just recognize they're human like you and me. But they had a boss, and they believed in that boss. Isn't that key? Listen to this. They had a boss. How many of you, how many of you raise your hand if you think they believed Jesus was who he said he was at that point? Raise your hands. Okay, almost all of you. Some of you may not. I'm not lying. Some of you may not believe that. But they did. I want to understand. They did. They were followers of Christ. So it wasn't like these were converts he was looking for. These were already people who had made a decision. They were already believers. But they were stuck because of their unbelief and their stubbornness. Here's why. And this is, these are the three keys we need to examine our hearts for if he's our boss. Number one, they had their own plan and idea about how or what, how, and when. Listen, believers in Christ, followers of Christ, they had their own plan about how, and what and when. And sometimes, just like them, we, we, we get stopped cold. Because it, it, God, it, God's going to make it happen, folks. God's got this. God is not a man that he could lie. God will not fail. He cannot fail. He will never let you down, just like we sang. But I got news for you. If you have it stuck in your head how it's going to happen, how it has to happen, when it's going to happen, you're in the exact same place the disciples were. Because you're stuck on your plan. And if you're stuck on your plan, I got news for you, you're being the boss. Is it Jesus' plan or our plan? It's his plan if, we, if we're followers of him. He's the boss. So i got to stop worrying about it's got to happen this way, it's got to happen that way. I'm going to give you a very simple example. And, and this, this is spiritual, but it's truth. And yet you think, oh, that's a, did, did Jesus, Jesus gave very clear instructions to his disciples, to you and me if you're a disciple. He said, lay hands on the sick and they'll get better. Is that complicated? Are you sure? Are you sure? The boss said, lay hands on the sick and they'll get better. 
However, now by the way, a little commercial here. First Sunday of every month, we have a group that prays for people. We'll pray for you all the time, anytime. It's not that there's limited to one, but we have a specific group of people who on first Sundays of the month in between services will lay hands on and pray with people. If you need that, next week is the week, so that's good. But here's the thing. Jesus was talking to disciples. You're a disciple. You're a follower. He's your boss. He said, you'll lay hands on the sick and they'll get better. That's not complicated, but we don't do it all the time. Why? Because it doesn't happen how we think it's going to happen. We, it's the same thing I'm talking about. We're stuck on how, what, and why. What, you know what? I got news for you. If you find somebody that's sick and the Spirit of God says lay hands and pray for them, I don't care who you are. If you're a follower of Christ, that's on God, not you. Because he's the boss. Now, I use that because I see in the body of Christ, it's like, I don't. Wait, 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 wait. Here's one. Here's where the stubborn unbelief and the stuff comes in. Well, I don't know, Pastor John. Really? What did the boss say? Wait, wait, I know what you think. I know what life taught you. I know all the experiences that I've had. What did the boss say? <laughs> and if you're not clear about what the boss said, that's okay. Some of you are here today, you're hearing about a Jesus that's alive, and you've never heard that before. I got news for you. He's alive. And he's talking, and he's leading, and he wants to lead you, and he wants to show you, and he wants to grow you up so you can show forth his glory in central Minnesota. But see, just like them, wait, just like them, sometimes we, get, we, we are stopped as followers of Christ because we're the boss, he's not the boss. We're the boss. I know you said but. I know it says but. Well, then you're the boss. Just be, you know what, and you know what's funny? If you find yourself being the boss, like how many of you are, and I said stubborn, I'm stubborn. Sometimes I found out that I was being the boss and I said, well, I'm just gonna be the boss, even to God. You know what I found out? My father has no problem with that. He doesn't get so angry at me. He's patient and he's kind and he's loving. And you know what he says? Okay, go be the boss. Because sooner or later, I come to a place where I go, wait, wait, never mind. You're smarter than I am. Just like the disciples. Do you know at one point, a whole bunch of people left Jesus? Because he talked about, you got to eat my flesh and drink my blood. And a whole bunch of people, the Bible says, left. And then he looked at his disciples. He looked at you and me. And he said, well, are you going to go away too? And they said, are you kidding us? Where would we go? Who else has these words of life that you have? And that's where I'm at in life. Even if I find myself being the boss for a short time, I get right back. <laughs> Folks, you know how easy it is to get right back? That's how easy it is to get right back. Because he ain't mad, he ain't angry, he loves you, he's ready, he'll lead you. But your stubbornness sometimes can stop you. They did, the second one is they just did not believe. Let's just chalk this up to what it is. They just did not believe, unbelief, that big unbelief. What does that mean? It means he said some things and they just didn't believe him. They loved him. One of them even said, I'll die for you. Yeah, okay. Jesus found him out about that quick. Ironically, later on, he died for the faith. But unbelief, unbelief is simply choosing to not believe. I'm, I say things today, and you might be sitting there, and I'm telling you right now, the enemy doesn't want you to believe. Your, your, your experience doesn't want you to believe. But the reality is, if you believe, all things are possible. Not what I say, what he said. But unbelief stopped him. The third one, they just didn't understand. 
Can I tell you something? Not understanding the boss and not believing the boss are two very different things. Because I got news for you. I promise you, just like the disciples, you're going to be going along in this Christian walk, and there are going to be times you just don't understand. Everybody say amen. All right. Don't let your lack of understanding stop you from following God's plan. Do not let your lack of understanding stop you from following God's plan. I, I, I said it this way to teenagers for years. I don't want a God that I can understand with this tiny, puny brain. Now, in my heart, in my spirit, he'll reveal himself to me, but you can't understand everything God is telling you. That, that's, that's like, he's the creator of the universe. He said, draft B and draft was. But I'm supposed to understand everything he's doing and saying? Come on. The disciples, I think part of their thing with unbelief was when they didn't understand, it's like they didn't want it. That was the first part. But the third thing is they didn't understand. What do you mean you got to go, you got to die? What do you mean you got to die? What do you mean you got to die? Because God knew all along what had to happen. He always does and he knows in your life what needs to happen. He knows. He knows. He knows. He knows and he loves you and he'll show you. But don't let your lack of understanding stop you. All right? Don't let your lack of understanding stop you in this walk. Because the reality is we can rest easy. Here's some things the boss said. Here's, I'm going to give you three quick ones. First of all, God said this. Your boss, if you're following Christ, said this. I am the alpha and the omega, the beginning and the end. You know what that means? He was here before it all started, and he's here when it's all over, and he's got it all under control. He is alpha. He is omega. So when I don't understand or I'm confused, I can look up and go, God, you are alpha and omega, the beginning and the end. Woo, I rest in that. I rest in that as a disciple. Uh, you know, and I don't care. I, I picture the disciples on these journeys, you know, and they're complaining. Oh, you know, he's got to go tell us to feed people. We ain't got no food. What's going on? Even after he did it once, they still, oh, here he goes again. Feed the people. We got three fish. There's 6,000 people. What's he doing all the time, right? I don't care. Like, if that's you, first of all, I don't want to hang around you. No, I'm just kidding. No, and I'm teasing, kind of. I like positive people. Um, but if that's you, I got news for you. You can be that way and still go, oh, but you know, God, I don't know. But you know, you're the alpha and the omega. Because sometimes our flesh does get in the way. Sometimes we don't understand. But it's okay to still say to God, but you're the alpha and the omega. You understand. You're the beginning and the end. So I don't have to understand because you're the boss. And if you're the boss, I trust you, God, because you, you were here before I was. And you're going to be here after I'm gone. Jesus said this too. He told me, behold, I go prepare a place for you that where I am there you may also be. Whoo, Jesus, he ain't no liar. I don't, I'm choosing to believe he's not a liar and he's smarter than me. And Jesus said, I'm going to make a place for you, John. Guess what? I got a house somewhere, a big old house. And in my father's house, there's room for me. And in my father's house, there's room for you. You can rest in that. Why am I telling you these things? Because while you're following and letting him be the boss, there's going to be things you don't understand. There's going to be stubbornness in you. There's going to be pure unbelief. But at the end of the day, you got to believe what he said. And if he said, I'm going to prepare a place for you that where I am, you may also be, then I got news. He is. And I can rest in that, and so can you. No matter what this life brings. In the scope of eternity, how long is 75 years? 
In the scope of eternity, how long is 75 years? Some of you are getting old, like you're like over 40. That's old. No, I'm just kidding. Again, kidding. No, but some of us get old and it's like, oh, 70 years is a long time. 70 years ain't no long time. 70 years is a long time on this earth under this curse, but 70 years ain't no long time. You can put up, listen, keep focused on what the boss said. This life is but a vapor. When you look at things that way, you can get through anything with Christ's strength. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Last one, he said, all things are possible to those who believe. I'm going to say that again. Pretend Jesus is looking right at you and he says, all things are possible to those who believe. All things are possible to those who believe. All things are possible to those who believe. Do you know that even the world grabs hold of this biblical principle and they put it to use? Because even they know if you believe it, you can see it. If you can see it, you can do it. Well, put God Almighty on top of that. And when he says all things are possible, if you only believe, if you only believe, if he said that and he's all over that, wow. We got to think bigger. We got to do bigger. We got to act. We got to quit sitting. We got to start doing Doing what? I don't know. Because here's the thing. I don't pretend to know what God is calling you to do. I don't pretend to know what God is asking you. I don't pretend to understand what Jesus is asking you to do. Do you know that I have zero responsibility to do the things that Jesus is asking you to do? What? What? I went to church? I have zero responsibility to do the things for you that Jesus is asking you to do. And I don't pretend to know what Jesus is asking you to do. Because you know what? For some of you, he's saying, read the Bible. He's saying, get involved in groups. And you know what? Here they go. They're going to start talking about getting connected. You know why? Because Jesus said, when you hang out with other Christians, you confess your sin one to another. You confess your struggles one to another. And you will find freedom in Jesus Christ. Because we ain't alone in this world. We weren't designed to be alone in this world. So I don't know. What is Jesus asking you to do? No, not all of you are going to preach like I preach. Some of you are not going to preach in that way ever at all. You're not called to. Some of you, you know what somebody in this room is called to do? Work hard and finance the kingdom of God. That's your anointing. That's your calling. And he's speaking to you about it. You got, I got zero responsibility to follow what he's telling you to do. None. Some of you, he's just encouraging you to take the next step, whatever the next step is, whatever it is. But here's what I know. I know one thing. If you're listening, he's speaking to you. I, I am 100% sure of it. How can you be so sure, preacher man? Because I know he don't lie. And he said, my sheep will know my voice. And a stranger's voice, they will not follow. Mm. That's how I know. If you listen, you'll hear You might have to shut off MTV or Fox or whatever first. But if you listen, he's speaking and you'll hear. Okay? Glory be to God. I'm going to close with just some things. While you're doing whatever it is he's asking you to do, I don't know where you're at on the follow, believe, or obey. Because some of you, you're just following. What does that mean? You're hanging around church and Jesus, but you're not sure. It's all right. It's all right. Don't stay there. Don't stay there. Some of you, you're believers, but I'll be honest, you're you're not doing what he's asking you to do. For whatever reason, you're not. You're a believer, but you're not obedient. You're not doing what he's asking you to do. 
You know, little things. What if the, when Jesus said, bring me the bread and fish you do have, what if they'd have said, no, because it ain't enough? We think this is complicated. It isn't. Some of you are believers, but you're not doing what he's asking you to do next. Don't get stuck there. Be obedient. And while you're doing those individual things, here's something we're all supposed to do. These are words he spoke to us. Matthew 28, 17 says this. The moment they saw him, they worshiped him. They saw Jesus again in the flesh, and they worshiped him. And it says, but some still had lingering doubts. Then Jesus came close to them, and he said, listen to what he said to you and me, his disciples. He said, all authority of the universe has been given to me. Now go in my authority and make disciples of all nations or all the people, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and teach them to faithfully follow all that I have commanded you. And never forget, listen to what Jesus said, and never forget that I am with you every day, even to the completion of this age. Jesus said, I'm with you every day. He may not be here in body, but he is here in spirit. And he is speaking, and he is leading, and he's in control if we let him be. But I will be with you always, he said. And church, this is our mission as a church, certainly, but we have to be obedient to this as individuals because the church is individuals. The body of Christ, yeah, it's a corporate thing, but it's really not. It's an individual thing, living stones being linked together one by one through the power of the Holy Spirit and God's word, raising up something glorious to show forth the glory of Jesus Christ. So you have to be obedient to this too. Just individually, I have to be responsible. In Mark 16, 15, he says, and he said to them, listen to what he's saying to you. As you go into the world, preach openly the wonderful news of the gospel to the entire human race. So here's your marching orders while you're doing your other marching orders. Here's what he says. Go tell them I took care of the problem. Go tell them I love them and that I took care of the sin. And it's okay because there's a way to come to me. And all it costs you, listen, you have to believe. That's it. Don't complicate it for the lost. They don't need complication, okay? We don't need complication. We need Jesus. Say amen. We need Jesus. Close your eyes, bow your heads. Father, first of all, Lord, I thank you. Huh that you have these crazy, awesome, wonderful plans that we don't understand all the time. Father, we believe, I believe, that your church, those who follow you, your disciples, are filled up this day with your Holy Spirit. Father, I thank you that you have a plan, and it's good. Ultimately, it's so that each and every human being can be reunited with you first, God through the blood of your son, Jesus Christ. And once they're back in relationship with you, Father, I thank you that you're a good father. You lead them with a kind word, and a, Father, a gentleness that only your spirit can bring. Not like the world brings, Father. It's not condemning. Oh, God, it's loving, and it's, it's, it's a good thing. If you're here today and you've never even made the step, you're following, but you, you've not trusted Jesus. You've not said, I believe. And today's your day to believe. You're ready to believe that he is who he said he is. And he did what he said he did. If that's you and today's the day you cross over that line from follow to believe, I want you to raise your hand. I'm going to pray with you. If that's you, I want you to raise your hand. 
If you're ready to cross over, all right, then I believe there's disciples in this room. If you're here today and you believe, but you know there's areas where God is leading you and prompting you, but it's time for you to get up and move. If that's you, raise your hand. I'm going to pray for you. Thank you. Thank you all over. Thank you. Listen, (laughs) he's given you everything you have need of. He's given you his spirit and his word. He will guide you and lead you every day. Let go of the guilt. Let go of the shame. He's not angry. It's time to pick up what he said and move on in Jesus' name. I speak life over these, Father, that are now ready to move where you've asked them to move, to do what you've asked them to do. Father, they're not going to do it in their own strength. They're not going to do it in their own power because, God, they've already proven they can't. But, God, I thank you that by your spirit, you're going to raise them up. By your word, you're going to lead them. Let it be a light to their path. God, I thank you, whatever step it is, no matter how small it seems or how big it seems, God, I thank you that as they believe and they step out, Father, you're all over that. In Jesus' name, amen. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. We love you guys. Uh, We encourage you. God bless you. Angela is going to come now and just give you a few announcements. Uh, Just go make this a great week. In Jesus' name, amen.